And if you're under 10, how about coming up and sitting up here? I can expand it to, you know, under 20. Pardon me? Oh. Yes. Okay. Uncle Scott's going to read to... Hey, guys. All right. I'm going to tell a story before there were any stories. Um, once upon a time, even before there was time, Father God and Jesus God and Holy Spirit God lived when nothing else was around. And they had so much love and so much joy and so much beauty, and it had nowhere to go. And so, Father God whispered the word, light. And for the first time, there was something besides them. It was light. Light is such a strange thing. Even scientists today are a little bit confused by it, but that was the first thing that was spoken, and then it happened. There was now a place for all of their love and all of their joy and all their beauty to go. There was light. And then they were so happy about it, Holy Spirit God whispered, sky. And you know what happened? Look at the picture. They just started crying because it was so, so beautiful and so amazing. There was another place for all of their love and happiness and beauty to go. There was light and there was sky. And then Jesus God said, land. And all the waters made space for land, for like rocks and stuff to come up. It was such a happy time. Out of their love for each other and their desire to see their beauty and love and joy go places, they were creating things, a landing spot for all of their happiness. It was such an amazing time, and they cried and cried because it was so, so beautiful. And then one of them said, Eagle. And then one of them said, Pineapple tree. All these things started happening. They were overjoyed. One of them said, tomato. And a tomato plant came up. What other plants do you think they spoke? They said, more trees. More trees. 
What kind of plant? Ah, the shoe plant, very rare. There is a plant uh, uh, with a flower called a lady slipper. They probably spoke that one. That's what you're thinking of, lady slipper. Flowers started to come, and forest started to come. Then they said food, and some of those plants were really yummy. They spoke these things, and they came about. And then one of them said, musky. Do you know what a musky is? Muskalunge. It's a kind of big, big fish here in Wisconsin. And one of them said, bird and fish at the same time, and it was a flying fish. They spoke everything that flies and everything that swims. What do you know that flies or that swims? Uh, bird. bird. A shark. Does a shark fly or swim? It swims. They said shark and there was a shark. They said bird. What kinds of birds are there? Eagle, crow, chickadee, all those things. So so many hawk. I who knows how many different kinds of owl. Yes, we're on a roll here with the birds. Woodpecker. I think there must be hundreds of thousands of different types of birds. They didn't say the human fish or bird yet. They they come to that. So all the world filled with birds and fish, there were more places for their love to go and their joy to go. And then, Holy Spirit God said, what about things that move on the ground? Humans. Humans do move on the ground, but that wasn't the thing that they spoke next. One of them said, foxes. There were foxes. One of them said, lions, tigers, Komodo dragon, spiders, turtle. Hey, here's one that's both in the water and on the land. So, so many creatures. More places for their love to go. And Crocodiles, another one that's both in the water and on the land. Yeah. It has feet, but it loves to swim. Yep, has feet, but loves to swim. It was so, so amazing and so, so glorious. And they just wept and wept at how amazing it all was. More and more places now for their love and their beauty and their joy to go. And then Father God said, what if we made a creature that was like us, could think, could talk, could pray, could feel, could make friends? That was the most amazing thing. One of them said, like us. And so Father God and Jesus God took the soil and made a human, and then Spirit God went, 
blew into their mouths. They opened their eyes. It was the first people. They were like Father God, Jesus God, Spirit God. They had the ways of this amazing God. They were people. And Father God said, fill. Not P-H-I-L, but F-I-L-L. And they were like, what? I want you to fill up this whole place. I want you to have children that are like you because you're like us. I want you to take up the whole planet, to fill the whole planet. The whole planet is waiting for people who look like Father God and Spirit God and Jesus God to fill up the whole, whole place. I want you to have kids. I want you to spread out. I want you to satisfy the whole planet. And then Jesus God said, subdue. And they were like, huh? I want you to take those things that aren't in line with us and bring them in line with us. Hard things and even dark things, you can bring them in line. I want you to subdue those things that aren't in line and bring them in line with us. And then Spirit God said, rule. They said, what? Spirit God said, I want you to take care of everything. You know, that creeping Charlie is going to get out of hand, and you're going to need to rule over the birds and the fish and the animals and everything that moves on the ground, even yourselves. I want you to take authority and to rule over these things, to fill these things, to bring things in line as you're lining up these lights here taking seriously the command to subdue and then to have authority over all these things. Now there are so many places for God's love and joy and beauty to go. And it was such an amazing time. There were trees and birds and they said it's all so wonderful. And you're making such a beautiful line. And they decided, do you know what they decided to do next? After all of the making of stuff. Any guesses? Rest. They decided, let's just enjoy this stuff. Let's stop making stuff and just enjoy it. And that way, the people will know every once in a while, you just got to enjoy it. And they all lived together like a great, beautiful dream. God and people and animals. It was all so wonderful. But then something happened next week you will learn what happens that this beautiful dream stopped being so beautiful
Can you come back next week? And we'll tell another part of the story about why something so perfect and so joyful stopped being so perfect and so joyful. You can go back and finish your bagels. Anyone still awake? Some things I've begun to notice about that story of when it all began. It's not very transactional in the sense of like, I do this so that you can do this for me. Like all these things simply come into being without the sense of, oh, the purpose of this is to serve the creator of this in this way. They're just spoken into being. There's not this sort of give and take. Um, there's certainly a relationship between the creator, Father, Son, and Spirit, and the things that creator makes. But all of the other cosmologies, that just means creation stories, so many of them have this kind of transactional thing, like, first of all, people in the Enuma Elish, the Babylonian creation story, kind of made when one god chops up another, that kind of violence, and then uh, those people are at the mercy of this very capricious creator, or set of creators, and there's much more of this sort of, you exist to serve as a kind of slave, to the gods. That's not the feeling I get out of this creation story. It's interesting, there are other creation stories like the Ho-Chunk, people who uh, were on this land before most of us. Their creation story has Earthmaker um, recognizing that he could think something and it would come into being. So Earth, the first thing that Earthmaker thought was light in the, in the Ho-Chunk story, and there was light. So anyway, this very interesting, you wonder if there's these ancient roots to creation that sort of are embedded. Some of them, you know, preserve more than others, but uh, Earthmaker uh, says, I wanna interact with something, and forms humans out of clay, interestingly enough and then breathes in them so that they could interact. So anyway, variety of uh, creation stories. This one, though, so beautiful and so different. And it changes how we think about God, at least for me. When I was 10 years old, um, my parents split up, my dad left. We were in Australia at the time, so we, were, we had immigrated to Australia. We had adopted my little sister. And so she was just a year old, maybe, at that time, and my parents split up. And so my, I was a, I was a pretty religious kid. A spiritual kid, I would say. And so my idea of God is if I 
pray with a lot of earnestness and frequency, God would bring my parents back together. That was my more transactional view of God, kind of, uh, you know, mystical Santa Claus. You send a letter to Santa Claus. Santa Claus delivers the things that you send in the letter. Very much a one-way kind of interaction in terms of um, not really listening, but simply if I was sincere enough and frequent enough, I could get God to do this for me. And um, that's not the picture we get in the creation story. That's not the kind of relationship that we see in the creation story. A little later, when that didn't happen, I was really disappointed. And, and I would notice that sometimes I'd pray and stuff would happen, and a lot of times it wouldn't. It became like God's this slot machine. I put the coin in, I pull the arm, sometimes I get a jackpot, sometimes I don't. I'm trying to create this understanding of how this relationship works. And it wasn't working the way that I thought, and I hadn't really considered the creation story. Um, it was just God is a being that can control things, and so I want God to control people. And God generally is not going to do this. I still fall into that trap. I want God to control Putin. Therefore, if I ask God to do something, you know, I'm cutting this idea of free will or the image of God in others out of my understanding of how to interact with God. It's more nuanced. It's more mystical in a lot of ways than we understand. And I feel like the creation story gives us a little bit of this idea of this partnership, this idea that we have been made in the image of God, that God will not control others at our request, that there's something more mystical about our friendship and relationship and, and journey together. And it's more about God being present in creation with me than about me asking God to do stuff to control creation around me. Um, it's also an interesting story because um, the stuff in this earth in this universe is sacred. So um, the Gnostic thought, G-N-O-S-T-I-C, says, oh, this, the, the idea world and the spirit world, that's the real real, and that's the sacred. Stuff on earth, bad reflection, just uh, dirty, um, not sacred. You don't get that in the creation story. In fact, we don't get the creation of angels or anything like that. We see the holiness of what is made. Our bodies are holy. You know, things in this earth. It's a very embodied uh, creation story, not a utilitarian. Uh, I make stuff to do stuff for me. It's like coming just out of the word. Land, sky, you know, creatures, hawk. Uh, 
Um, and so the, the world is holy and sacred. Our bodies are holy and sacred. God is in relationship to us in a different way than just about any other ancient creation story. How about we take some time around tables if you need a refill, go ahead, and just a word or two about what you notice in the creation story this time. What do you notice? Maybe how has your understanding of God changed over time? Take a moment around tables and talk about that. Those of you watching online, put it in the chat. How has your understanding of God changed? Or what do you notice about the creation story? Talk amongst yourselves.
Okay, let's come back together. One of the comments online by Merle. Everyone remember Merle? How about a uh, group shot and we all wave to Merle. She's one of the uh, three or four households watching. Merle said, it's cool that all three persons of the Trinity were involved in creation. We don't quite get that in the in the. Genesis account, except Genesis 1.28 that says, let us, plural, make humans in our image, but through other places we know that Jesus, God, and Spirit God were present. That was what Merle noticed and put in the chat. Uh, certainly John 1, 1, the word was with God in the beginning. It starts with in the beginning, like, uh, like the Genesis account. And there are um, psalms that talk about the spirit, the spirit's presence in creation. Yeah. So, and of course, we do get yeah in the Genesis account the spirit of God hovering over the waters, and God said. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So uh, the baptism of Jesus, you get all three of the Trinity. You get Jesus, you get the Spirit coming down on Jesus, you get the Father saying, this is my son. So thanks, Paul. The natural response of hearing such an amazing story about such an amazing um, overflow of beauty and creativity and love, thus that the earth and us came about, is to worship the earth maker, the universe maker, the God maker. So we're going to turn our hearts toward worship.